Send me a kiss by wire. Oh no, my skin's on fire. Is this a reference to my copious amounts of sunburn I have right now? <laughs> no. Welcome to Geeks and Guardians. I'm the Guardian John. I'm the Geek Tom. And welcome to the world of Japan. It's your weekly update of everything that's happening over here. Whilst you're stuck over there. Spoilers, not much. It's the same everywhere. <laughs> Yay! No, we're not in lockdown, so Japan just has random stuff instead. Which is what we're all here for, really. We got some crazy stories this week. Well, not crazy. All I'm going to say is bicycles. <laughs> we're going to have to wait later. Let's just say that Florida man's Japanese cousin was found. He's not the Florida man, but he is his Japanese cousin. That sounds like a Top Gear bit, and that makes me depressed. <laughs> have we somehow got to this level already? But what else do we have this week, Thomas? We have the death of the pirates. More stories on masks. It's all the rage right now. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. They're just so darn comfortable. This is Japan. Everybody already is, apart from all the elderly people, because they don't care about either dying or you dying. They've lived this long. They, they could do it. They could manage. Yep. And we also have a bunch of food stuff from John once again. Food Looking stuff. forward to that. I have been eating too many things. <laughs> and as John said, bicycles. Bicycles! But first, shed a tear if you wish. I'm not going to. <laughs> that would hurt my very burnt skin. This is the shutdown of Kiss Anime and Kiss Manga, two of basically the largest piracy sites based on Japanese content used by Westerners. Oh no. It's been a very long running site. I think it's been up for like 10 years at this point. Eight years, apparently. Eight years. It's been around a while, and the Japanese, I think it's the Japanese government, have finally started increasing restrictions and they've finally brought down the ban hammer. Yeah, so their original like argument was we're not the one actually hosting it, we're just hosting the links to the places you can go to the places that host it. <laughs> also, I'm not murdering this man, he ran onto my knife. Oh, how horrible. <laughs> I tell you, officer, I don't know how it happened. This lady's purse just fell into my hands. It's absolutely, it's the dumbest arguments that are legal loopholes that has literally just been closed in Japanese law. So all the files got taken down by copyright owners. And it is now closed forever. Oh no. It is not coming back this time. I'm just going to get started here, out the way. First of all, no matter your opinion on piracy, whatever, this is the internet. You will be able to find other places to pirate this stuff. This is one of many websites, like... You can move on to another one if you really absolutely have to pirate your anime or, you know, just torrent it like a normal person. But also don't, like, also I'm going to be the phrase here for don't do that because it's like, it's just kind of easier not to. Especially if you are in Japan like me, there are some copyright control laws that have just come through, as was implied. They passed, I think, in June and they properly come into effect of January and October next year. 
this is basically their new anti-piracy laws that regulates what are called leech websites. These are mm. not websites where you can like see pictures of leeches. Uh, though I assume those exist, and the Japanese government are, are fine with them. No, this is a place that uses hyperlinks where you can then download the file of it. Equivalent a little to Kiss Anime. Yeah. Stay tuned for Geeks and Guardians' latest uh, website, Kiss Leeches. Ooh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and also just a ban on illegal downloads. The main elements of it that's now that if you are... Obviously, it says, like, parodies and etc. are exempt. You can now be exempt, like, downloading a, f a few frames of a comic book. Like, it's not... It's important to some, they're not coming after your fan art, if that's what you were worried about them taking down. It's just the actual stuff the copyright holders hold. But if you are found illegally downloading things, like, repeatedly, this is for repeat offenders, you can have mm. up to two years in jail, or a maximum fine of two million yen! Oh, dang. About $20,000-ish. Or you get both. Not messing around with that one. Or if you're me, you get deported. <laughs> That's also bad. That's also yeah. very bad. I'm not, I'm, don't do it, kids. It's against the law. Though also, if you look at, like, lots of places in the West, like in the UK and the USA, they have a lot of these things that are technically the law. They're not enforced because mm. they're quite difficult to properly enforce. I think the main thing that came up here is that it's to go against the website owners and the website, like, people operating them. Like, apparently here, if you're found operating a leech website, you can face penalties of up to five years in jail or a maximum fine of five million yen. Or both. That's $50,000. But yeah. Yep, that's a big risk for some free anime at that point. And also, like, there are, I'm just going to highlight here, there are loads of places, especially, like, older manga you can find online that usually is just supported by ads. Yeah, and there's a bunch of different sources you can go to to get free anime that are way more legal than you... uh, one of these sites. So, for example, if you really want to watch your Crunchyroll, you don't actually need to pay or do the free trial uh, you can you can watch their stuff for free, apart from their most recent episodes, and that is just weird. It has quite a few ads, but it's basically the equivalent of watching something on television. Though I can't remember the last time I watched something on television. I really can't. <laughs> yeah, it's like what three mid-roll ads and one before the episode. Isn't that fun? But it's not the worst thing in the world if you absolutely have to be free. And there may be max a minute. I don't know. Yeah, and also, like, lots of places obviously do free trials. Crunchyroll Premium, with no ads, does a trial. So does Funimation, which are the big ones in the West if you want dubbed stuff. But usually everything is split between those two if you want the latest things, as well as Amazon. So most people who might have Amazon Prime already and not know it, on Amazon Prime Video you have huge amounts of access to both subbed and dubbed anime. Some of the best stuff from a couple of seasons ago is only on Amazon Prime. So take that yeah. as you will. It's not that bad. Like, this is Japan where, like, there is no proper online streaming service for all this stuff. The most popular stuff just goes on Netflix, and that's about it. Or that I can work out. Yeah, that sounds frustrating. <laughs> Not yep. to have a, a nice place you can put all your anime in Japan. It's because they're all controlled by competing companies. 
So it's like, yeah. this is Japan. They don't care. They don't care about the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, especially like Netflix, if you want to watch like most of the all the latest Pokemon series are on there, and they're not as bad as those screenshots that person you follow on Twitter has been saying. I promise. I mean, I can understand if someone's frustrated by the business practices of a company like Crunchyroll or Netflix. They're not exactly the funnest companies to support. But yeah, like, let, let's be real here, guys. Neither me or John are going to officially endorse piracy on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> but also also I don't I don't endorse piracy off the podcast either. Neither do I. <laughs> Neither do I. There are I do have an issue with a lot of the arguments that they have, especially the estimated loss of revenue, which is just it's dumb. People who are not paying for things will not likely you cannot count that as a lost sale, because it's very likely they just wouldn't have paid for it or wouldn't have watched it or done it anyway. So the like the idea of estimated loss of revenue is 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 absolute patootie and it's one of the main things that is used by many of these like people anti-piracy. As people who have been part of the gaming scene for quite some time both me and John are quite familiar with the whole piracy debate on that front as well and we see yeah. a lot of this happening there. And, you know, it's a complicated issue. I understand that some of the people who are mourning the loss of Kiss Anime for some reason are sad because it's harder for them to get it, get access to places like Crunchyroll and Funimation because they're not in, like, a major uh, English-speaking country or stuff like that, which is kind of a shame. And I, I appreciate they could probably get the same stuff if they purchased a VPN to get access to it, but... But again, yeah. they have to fork over money to get access to anime there. But or also, more like, so than usual. Also, like, this podcast is free and hopefully always will be, unless I'm a millionaire. But, <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the uncomfortable hammer. I'm gonna get the uncomfortable people can get angry at me hammer here. Like, you are not entitled to watch someone's work for free. <laughs> I mean, you're right on that, that they were definitely doing something illegal by hosting this uh, work. I don't know, the people I host, I hate. People I host is like, nah. But it's like the people I was like, no, no, I won't be able to watch it. There is so many years of my life I managed to get through by not watching content I didn't have access to because I couldn't pay for it. I mean, yeah, I, there's a fine line here between being slightly sad and being feeling entitled to accessing free anime, which is not something we are going to support here either. No, please, please support the official release. Like, even if you just create loads of free trials with Netflix or Crunchyroll Premium, use your ex's Netflix account. I don't care. Some of us are not so lucky as to have an ex yet, John. <laughs> Or somebody who can afford a Netflix account. That's also true. Says the guy who's currently scrubbing off his sister's Disney Plus account. <laughs> That's what I see, guys. It's that easy. You just have to have a sister who doesn't hate you. You just have to know someone less cheap than yourself. Ah. That is the solution. Yeah. But no, if you have angry letters, send them to geeksandguidance at gmail.com to please tell me why I'm wrong so I can then ignore you. I mean, yeah, we're probably going to have this debate again at some point anyway, because the piracy argument is going to stick around in the anime community for a long time. Forever and ever, amen. 
unless Japan somehow manages to completely stomp it out in the next year, couple of years with their new movements, which is unlikely. No. And also, I work with 60 to 18-year-olds, guys. There is no way you can sass me better than them. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, so you get real n- personal real quick. You have no idea. Best insult currently, I look like Winnie the Pooh. I don't consider that an insult. I consider that a compliment. That's it's kind of also not meant to be an insult, but it also kind of is. Because it's like, oh, you're so cute and chubby. And but I'm like, that is not. <laughs> okay. And I have blonde hair. Yeah, I get that. But like, it's not something you strive to be. Sounds like they accidentally on one of your securities without realizing it. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. They could have just gone, hey, you look like Xi Jinping. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the premier of China. But, uh... I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, really. Have you seen me? Speaking of the world we live in, ah, and this is the hand. Ah, that song has not aged well. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, that is Phil Collins' Genesis. Is it Genesis? Possibly. The Land of Confusion. Something like the 1980s with the eternal phrase, my generation will put it right. Phil, uh, I, I want a word with you, Phil. What a, Phil. What a tiny word <laughs> with you. Phil. Anyway, uh. in this world that we live in, we all wear masks. Well, you should if you're not. When you're around people, you don't have to wear them in the bath, but you can if you want to. I mean, it's not going to hurt you in any significant way. You just don't have to. But where is my live music, Thomas? I'm also entitled to live music. I must be entertained. (laughs) A Japanese company has heard your cries. Well, they didn't Mm. because they don't care, but they made something anyway. They heard your cries. They didn't understand it because they were all in English. And And uh, they decided to do something else instead. This company has created face masks for musicians. Uh, uh, purposely people who play woodwind instruments. It's not a face mask for someone who wears the violin. For all <laughs> I know, do. that's just a face mask. You don't need a condition to your face mask to play the xylophone, that's for sure. Sadly, this doesn't seem to work with brass instruments, but basically anything with a yeah. reed. So it's basically saxophone. Oh no, it says trumpets here. You might have difficult with your embouchure though. But yes, yeah, basically... they all have different. You have to use the mouth differently for each instrument, so it's going to be easier for some than others. The main one they are basically displayed as using is things like the saxophone, the flute, the clarinet, and even the recorder. So it has a little slit for your like your lips to poke through, but like keeps your nose covered, and you get like a special covering inside the mask. So when you wear it, like you don't have to have just your lips there. Some kind of nightmare. And also, apparently, the shape of the mask provides a lot of room for movement. It's a mask with a hole in it, in it, and it does look kind of terrifying, I will say. Do you know how they seal up that gap? I can't quite tell from this picture. I think from the shape of it, it's kind of like set to be... Overlaps or fits together tightly, does it? Is that... Yeah, it has like a flap inside, so that if you just slap that flap down... Uh, okay. Your breath and stuff isn't isn't going anywhere. I mean, that makes sense. That's not the weirdest masks I have ever seen. Have you seen these masks with the clear plastic rectangles over the mouth so that people can see your mouth moving when you're talking? 
Yes, I've seen that on quite a lot of like people who work in shops, and it looks like someone had a very bad like set of braces. And I thought, what on earth is going on with you? Oh no, it's a weird kind of mask thing. I can see the function of that sort of, but also it just seems like the worst possible scenario for a mask of just having completely watertight plastic just in front of you all the time. Yeah, but it's not like you have the sides out. I'm just going to say quickly before we move on to other masks, these musician ones, they just remind me of the automaton, like the weird like Japanese faux musical instrument. Not the automatones again, Joe. <laughs> yes, just search automatones and you'll realise these masks look scarily like them. God damn it, John, not the automatones again. As someone whose job, a large amount of my work is getting kids to, like, copy my math movements, I feel you. But <laughs> many things that people use here is you have either, like, just a full, like, face cover, like a full plastic face cover. Uh, so they're see-through. They're called like face shields or something. And also what is like really popular at the moment, which I actually have, a sun covering one, which didn't work for me too well today. Uh, it did stop me getting burnt more than I usually do. But there's one that's like a sun mask that basically it covers the back of your neck and most of the front of your face and nose till just under I, your eyes. I think you may need to invest in some song, stronger sun lotion there, John. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, you're just like, oh, I'm sunburned. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's plus 50-50 that I used about four times within the space of three hours. Oh, I'm so pale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of people here just use parasols. They just cover themselves in parasols, like special Eek. sun parasols. Very popular with the ladies. Yeah. I mean, you don't see any of those up here, mostly because you can just use an umbrella and it'll do the better job for you. Because <laughs> a parasol don't work very well when wet. Lots of popular, like, very cheap umbrellas here are made of clear see-through plastic. Oh, so yeah. They're really yeah. So they're really cheap. And those are really popular as well. But that means you need a separate one when it's... When you're trying to keep the sun off you, yeah. Yes. Also, I was on a bicycle, so it's it's actually illegal, if you remember back to our bicycling episode, to carry an umbrella whilst you're cycling. Oh, it's oh, also oh. very difficult. Yes, but also this will be a, hmm, a hint for, ooh, I'm building up to bicycle man because an umbrella <laughs> is involved there. Ooh, ooh. Now you're excited. Now you've got bicycles and umbrellas and Japanese <laughs> man. What will I'm happen? On the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge of my seat, John. But first, snacks, because I'm I'm hungry. Basically. <laughs> Yay! Da, 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 da. Snack break. For those who are not common listeners to the podcast, uh, this is the time in every episode in which I try and find some random Japanese food and eat it, because I is fat. But also, Japan just loves its snacks. So I thought, let us experiment with the strange snacks of Japan. So we have been doing a lot about cheese. So I'll give Thomas a hint, but I'm going to just show it to him on the on the camera. I'm going to see if he can work out what it is. I mean, it looks like cheese celery to me. I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> is it it's a cheese string? Well, so you can find pictures of these on the Gaijin John Instagram when I eventually upload them and hell freezes over. But these, we've been talking about cheese quite a lot, uh, but these are sticks of camembert. 
So sticks of cheese, and they were quite cheap. They were like in the snack section. And you're thinking, oh, sticks of camembert. That's boring, John. Where's your, where's your snack break excitement here? This isn't cheese chocolate. Uh, <laughs> no, because this is, and they have it written in English on me for the packet, which is very nice of them. Uh, camembert cheese sandwiched with fish meat sheet. What? Uh, can you repeat that for me again, please? Camembert cheese sandwiched with fish meat sheet. Hmm. Literally okay. in Japanese, camembert cheese sandal. So how does that work? <laughs> so basically you have your thin stick of cheese. Thin stick of cheese, as I can see, yes. And on either side, it has like two bits of white on it. This is not the rind of the cheese. Oh, no, 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 no. As you would expect, or maybe a soft piece of brie or something. No, these seem to be two sheets of, well, fish sheet. And I, it is sheet, S-H-E-E-T. No, don't, don't be rude. <laughs> oh, dear. The outside of the packet is just a gem because it also has in English, support your life. <laughs> You can't tell me what to do, strange Japanese packaging. I'm not, I've never supported my life before, and I'm not going to start now just because of cheese fish stick has asked me to. So this is camembert with, it seems, dried pieces of fish either side. And it smells of cheese, but also there's the unmistakable smell of fish. Oh boy, gotta love that fish smell. All right. To be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of camembert regardless, but I just saw this because this was extremely cheap. This was like in the bar snacks kind of area. So it's just like... Really, really dived the bottom of the barrel of that one. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, why not? Why not? This is camembert cheese with fish meat sheet. Ichitake mask. I don't know why they decided that they need to put cheese sandwiched between two slices of fish. That seems backwards to me, but, you know, I'm sure you're going to be the one who assesses whether that's valid or not here. So the cheese is fine. Cheese is camembert cheese. It's like some processed camembert cheese. Which, to be honest, from the amount of time I've been in Japan and how cheap this was, I'm actually pretty impressed. Nice, 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 nice. It's the fish meat sheet that I can't really get over. Because it stays in your mouth and it's chewy. It's not like, say, the wrapping of like a salami or something. It doesn't just stick to the cheese and go along. It has its own flavour and chewy texture. Hmm. The texture of very thin beef jerky. <laughs> and it doesn't taste fishy. That seems to be off. Why does it not taste like fish? It just has a very umami Japanese word, by the way, uh, has a very umami texture, not a, a very umami taste. So it's not salty. It's just kind of even meatier. Can you explain what umami is for the people at home who don't know? It's not salty. It's not savory. It's not sweet. It's not sour. It's the other. It's meaty. <laughs> it is meat. It's meat. That's just what it means. It's like a meaty. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting a little fish here, but that's just because I'm literally just eating. Pure fish on its own, no cheese to throw you off. This is surprisingly good. I didn't expect it, but I suppose that's why it's so cheap. It's just that damn popular. 
So if you're in Japan and you need some camembert, and you're like, ah, oh, that camembert's between some weird white stuff. It's not rind. It's fish meat sheet. <laughs> oh no, that's just, just that's that's the worst name. It's the worst name. <laughs> One star name. Oh dear. I would never ever purchase something called a fish meat sheet. That just sounds dodgy. It is better than a cheese string, though, so fight me. It's, it's not hard, really. It's the lowest bar you could cross. It's actually food. That, to be honest, for processed cheese in Japan is up there. Speaking of something that just qualifies as food, we have McDonald's. <laughs> hey! Oh, they, they are not going to recover from that burn. Oh, that was intense. <laughs> oh... All of McDonald's has got to shut down now. Sorry, guys. That, that's them da rules. Dem da rules. <laughs> I've, I went to McDonald's for, I think, the first time in eight months. Yeah, eight months. We do, they, there are quite a few around here. But I went there specifically because me and a couple of friends, we, we went there to try the Hawaiian special summer menu. There's a Hawaiian special summer menu in... Japan? In Japan. Japan loves Hawaii. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> I think this is also a special in maybe Australia and New Zealand. I'm not sure. But definitely in Japan. And it basically includes three new burgers, uh, two drinks, and a sweet option. Sounds solid. That sounds like a good menu. Yeah. So between us three at the table, we all had at least everything from the menu except the drinks i think uh, the drinks are just like a, a blue fizzy thing you can have with ice cream on top and a kind of lemonade that you can also wow have ice cream on top if you want mm. no thank you that's too much for me thank you very much i will have those separately please oh no so begrudgingly giving mcdonald's japan some free advertising here what exactly is on the hawaiian menu here john the cheese locomoco, this contains a, pa a beef patty, uh, like an egg, a special fruity barbecue sauce, which seems to be the, the thing that everyone likes, and cheese. So yeah, it's not very exciting. Well, it's kind of cool. It's got like a fruity barbecue sauce, but it's egg and burger. And they all have a special kind of more savory bun. That's kind of boring. <laughs> I guess I should have I gave McDonald's too much credit in my excitement there. There's only so much they're willing to actually do. The main one that I had, which I thought was really nice, is the garlic shrimp. So it's like instead of a like a McFish or whatever, inside that they just have like shrimp with a kind of garlicky sauce and things with it. And it was good. It was like I haven't had a McDonald's burger in a while and it, it felt nice and it's not like it felt healthier than the alternatives, mostly because it's fish. <laughs> but who the hell knows? It was the least worst option. <laughs> and the big one that everyone is raving about is the Hawaiian spicy barbecue. Uh? So this is a beef Ooh. patty with a fluffy potato patty and a cheesy spicy jalapeno sauce. Ooh. And barbecue sauce as well. So it's literally... There's no uh, green in this at all. It's bun, spicy cheese, beef burger, 
potato, like hash brown, barbecue sauce, top bun. Dang. <laughs> now that, that is exciting. Yeah, this was the one that my friends, when they had it, were like, oh my God, this is the best. And I'm still on a diet. I was kind of like, <laughs> that does look good, but also I don't know whether I can deal with just like meat and potato and bread and there and there and there. But no, apparently it was very nice. So generally, the Japanese McDonald's is good. Everything is generally a bit smaller than even the UK, but it's a little bit cheaper as well. So understandable. That's probably for the best. That's honestly, I would rather have a smaller, cheaper McDonald's because it's oh, it's so bad. It's not good. Compared to the US, where I assume it is just served to you in a basket. I don't know. <laughs> just get the barrels out. Yep. And the final thing to add to your barrel is the sweet, which was the Hawaiian pancake caramel and macadamia nuts. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> you can tell I'm reading the Japanese translation. So you basically have normal the normal pancakes they make. and Like American-style pancakes? Yeah, they, they just yeah. serve for breakfast and anything. But what you get is like a little... They love to do these like little like carton packet things. And you, you basically break it. And you basically break the caramel and macadamia nut like sauce over them. <laughs> oh, God. That must be so messy. Uh, I'd hate it to is... clean those tables. It looks so goddamn good. Uh, I also just realized the calories of it. Um, <laughs> this is for two small American pancakes with sauce on top of them uh, is 400 calories. This is why you don't eat a McDonald's. <laughs> it's not good for you. Yeah, I know. But if, if you guys, well, maybe live in Australia or live in Japan... You can get these burgers now. They go away at some point. I don't know. I don't suppose the US has access to the Hawaiian menu by any chance. Oh, God, no. God <laughs> that forbid. would make way too much sense. God forbid that ever happen. Oh, God. No, they did do a recent setup, which was, I think, trying, like, foreign burgers, like, one representing Australia, one representing Canada, and one representing the UK. I, d I didn't go to try them, but basically the UK one was covered in barbecue sauce and the Canadian Why? one... Because apparently we're the UK, we like barbecue sauce, which to be honest, I can't deny that is a big thing. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad sauce. I just never really associated that with the UK. Oh, I do. I really do. It's, I think it's their idea of what brown sauce is, basically a sweet ah. sauce. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And also, and the Canadian one was just covered in bacon, so the Canadian one obviously wins. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Yeah, so that is McDonald's Japan review. It, it's food, in it? It, it? it sounds delicious. Don't eat it. <laughs> Unless you can somehow get to Japan and then run off 60,000 calories, pretty much. <laughs> Man, you'd have to do some serious exercise to burn off that many calories. Well, to burn off that many calories, you might have to try and cycle 1,000 kilometers on a stolen bike, Thomas. What? Who would do such a thing? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, this is Japan Man, who I'm just going to call Japan Man because I feel like it'd be embarrassing if we said his name. Actually, I don't think I have his name written down here. It would, 
It would definitely take us like 10 takes each to be able to say his name. <laughs> Just because we're bad at Japanese. Yeah, no. And I live here. This is the story we've all been waiting for. Drum roll, please. I'm not going to drum roll because it would make a horrible sound on the podcast. But imagine I'm doing a drum roll now. Japanese man rides 1,000 kilometers on stolen Mamachari bicycle to see Tokyo for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) That man had a dream, and by God, he'd get there by any means necessary. Uh, He got arrested about 70 kilometers outside Tokyo. (laughs) Spoiler alert. bicycle man this is a man from kagoshima which is on kyushu this is japan's westernmost island about as far away going west as you can get from tokyo which is in the (laughs) east and he was arrested on the 10th of august by police in tokyo's neighboring kanagawa prefecture and he was on a stolen mamachari bicycle it's basically an everyday kind of bicycle that's used by school students and mums and businessmen. It usually just has a large front basket and large wheels. It's for, you know, pottering around town. It's not for cycling 1,000 kilometers. Oh, no. Yeah. So where did he steal this bike? Was it on the island? Did he take it across the sea with him? Yes, Kyushu is not kind of like, Kyushu is not kind of isolated. It's a big place. Uh, So he apparently stole the bicycle, valued at about 10,000 yen. That's a little less than about $100 from the garage of an agricultural trainee in Tamana City, Kumamoto Prefecture. Uh, Kumamoto being well known for obviously the mascot Kumamon. Initially, he'd set out on foot from Kagoshima Prefecture, but resorted to stealing the bicycle after walking became too difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Mood. So, when asked why he did this, uh, the man said, I'm from a remote island and had never been to Tokyo, so I wanted to see it. This is an unemployed 53-year-old man with no fixed address. Oh no. He, maybe he could have got to Tokyo, but he had on his bike... An umbrella, which the police thought was kind of odd for a sunny day when it was reaching about 35 degrees Celsius. He had the umbrella up for everything. No, it's just like it was hooked onto his bike. Oh, okay. And that was like, hmm, it's not forecast to rain yet. Well, and he was like pushing it up a slope. And that was like, this is strange. Just like, why? And (laughs) so he was taken to Odawara police station. This is about 87 kilometers south of Tokyo. And they think there is a pedestrian tunnel that runs between Kyushu and the mainland. And so people have estimated that it would take him about 1,065 kilometers on this like city bike to get to where he was arrested. Oh, oh my man, no. Do you want to know how long it took him? Well, depends on whether he was cycling, like, constantly or not, so let's say it took him about a week. It took him 78 days. Oh my god, dude. That's about two and a half, about two and a half months. Yeah. 11 weeks. Yeah. But there is a small light at the end of the tunnel. 
that though he has committed a crime, the people of Japan have heard his plight and have been pleading online to go, no, he had a dream. We need to know. And basically people calling for people to make a movie out of it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think what might need to happen is that man Knight might need help. <laughs> he is not going to be in a, a good physical or mental condition. Maybe even before this. Well, uh, I assume he's in great mental condition because he cycled a thousand kilometers. I mean, that, that he is a man of focus, commitment, and sheer freaking will. But... Give this man a job in Tokyo, or give him a job doing bicycle tours. I mean, if one thing's for certain, you were serious about how serious the Japanese police take bicycle theft. Yep! Yep, they do! <laughs> Can you imagine that 25-year-old agricultural worker getting that call? Yeah, can you just... <laughs> Can you come pick your bike up? <laughs> oh, where are you? I mean, after two months, you're like, I, he's got to have. They got to have a new bike by now. <laughs> they weren't waiting on that call. Also, this bike was like worth under a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a shame to lose it, but depending on how long they had it, it might not be such a great loss. I don't know what condition the bike is in anymore. Probably not great. <gasps> I'm shocked. But no, this is the first story of Japan, man, and I want to make this a regular section. Just find out what the crazy inhabitants of these islands we call Japan ends up doing. Oh, man. So apparently this is also not the first time this has happened. What? Not this individual. Seeing a news report here of a man who cycled from Chiba, so near Tokyo, to Kagoshima in western Kyushu, which was over a thousand miles, so even more, and then it was ended with his arrest. Did Japan need to balance the scales? Did they have to have a yin to his yang? What's going on here? This is an article from 2014 about basically a in-commerce crime spree of a man who set off from Chiba in July 2013 and arrived on the 29th of December in Kagoshima, after going all the way to Niigata, and Shikoku, and uh, Miyazaki, just everywhere. So a bike tour of the country. Yep, this guy was 43 years old, and over a span of five months, he, he decided he was just sick of his life and went... But he was arrested for allegedly stealing three different bikes. So, ooh. And also, but also unrelatedly, accused of stealing an entire crate of beer. <laughs> I mean, that makes way too much sense. What is it about Japan that's driving their middle-aged men to go and commit bike felonies and cross the country to escape? I mean, actually, I probably know the answer to that. It's a lot of Japanese culture is likely to do that to people. But... I need that anime. That slice-of-life, crazy bicycle man anime. <laughs> on a serious note, I hope he is okay, and I hope he does get help. And I hope that oh, he one day no. will see Tokyo. I mean, they might stick him in a Tokyo hospital if it's easier for them at this point. He hasn't got a fixed address. He's got nowhere to go back to. So, 
They can't ship them on the ferry back to Kyushu. Maybe they just wheel out spite. You're going to return that bike. (laughs) (laughs) On that, I want to say fun moment. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) We are not Top Gear. (laughs) No one's Top Gear at the moment, John. Not even the Grand Tour, which, to be honest, is one of the most boring things I've ever had to be honest. I will say it now here. I don't think it's unpopular that the Grand Tour is boring as sin. I haven't seen any of it, so I wouldn't know. But Exactly. Top Gear is something you watched by accident on a Sunday night. It's not something you go to Amazon Prime and go, yes, I'm going to spend <laughs> my hard-earned time watching adult millionaires play around in cars. You're right, you're right. It has lost its charm now that it was just on, now it's no longer just on Dave all the time. Or it might actually just be on Dave all the time. I don't think Dave ever updates its archive, ever. I'm going to put it in context here, because for people outside the UK, that last sentence must have sounded very strange. There is a, <laughs> within the UK, there is a TV channel called Dave, which just plays reruns of basically all the popular shows from all the other actual no. channels. It's it's your dad's channel. <laughs> That's the it's joke. A channel it's designed for dads. It's like full of comedy from the 1980s and old topical news comedy shows and Top Gear. We might end up doing this pod- a reverse of this podcast if I end up returning. What's happening in UK news? <laughs> oh, please don't make me do that. I don't want to look. I don't want to open the BBC website. It's just no, please. I'd much rather laugh about silly things that have gone to Japan than think about what's happening in the UK. Please. Bicycles! Oh my god, thank god for bicycles. And as someone who promises to not bicycle a thousand kilometres because he has work tomorrow, I will see you all next time. Take care, everyone. Oh, quickly, where can they find us, Thomas, if they want more of our dulcet tones? Uh, our podcast goes out every week on Wednesdays on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and maybe a bunch of other places that we're not fully aware of, mm-hmm. I guess. I also upload it onto YouTube in case, not just in case. Uh, on the YouTube channel, there's also a few other things, a couple of other videos I've put up, which are tangentially related to anime, if that's what you're interested in. And we also have a Twitch channel for streaming video games, where me and John mm. attempt to uh, something strange in Japanese twice a week. Woot. We're making our way through Danganronpa V3 at the moment. Dates for those are usually updated on the channel itself, so have a look. We also have, uh, as Don has already put in this episode, a Gmail account, geeksguidance.gmail.com, if you'd like to contact us. And also we have a Facebook and Twitter for keeping you up to date with what we're doing and sharing random nonsense. That has been everything plugged. That has been plugged. On Twitter at the moment, you can find out what me and Thomas, what our main Pokemon teams would be. <laughs> if we were gym leaders. Yeah. I, there's not really a theme. We're just... His has a theme. Mine are just big, chunky boys. <laughs> Bye, everyone! <laughs> Bye. See you next week. <laughs>